welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're delighted that you've joined us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your hearts and minds as we enter God's Word. Well, happy Mother's Day. How many people here are actually here with your mom? Anybody? Okay. So, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. How many of you are actually sitting with your mom? I don't know. Okay, just one or two of you. All right, that, that's better. That's better. Well, we're going to be talking this morning why I love my mommy. Okay, I've got a picture of my mom right here. Uh, my mom passed away about six years ago, and uh, that was a, a picture. I think she was 80 at that time when that <laughs> picture was taken, and so uh, uh, she has very good genes, and I, I'm hoping to uh, inherit those a, as well. Uh, my mom uh, had a lot of great qualities. For one, she was like a designer plate, always wore the best clothes and the fanciest clothes. And uh, I remember one time somebody said to Alyssa when she was little, you know, oh, look at that lady. She's wearing grandma clothes. And Alyssa said, grandma clothes? You must not know my grandma then. They would come visit us when we lived in Virginia, and my mom would have like Louis Vuitton bags, and my dad would have a Walmart bag or something when they, when they walked in or, or something like that. Uh, but mom always liked uh, her clothes and, and things like that. She was intensely loyal uh, and thought that her children could do no wrong. It was just a few years ago at Thanksgiving that we were sitting around talking, and my little sister Karina was laughing about skipping school one day and being at the mall and running into my mom. And my mom said, what are you doing at the mall? And she said, oh, it's a field trip. And my mom said, a field trip? Why well, didn't give you any extra money? And she said, well, yeah, uh, a 20 would be good. And so mom gave her a 20, and, uh, but it never entered her mind that she might be skipping school that day uh, because she was so trustworthy. Uh, I know that uh, I was always the best at anything I did. Uh, you know, tiddlywinks to anything else. I was the best. She thought I was the best preacher that ever lived. She didn't want to hear anybody preach uh, but me until finally Matt Houston broke that ceiling and she'd say, uh, are you going to be here? And I'd say, no, I'm going to be gone on vacation. She goes, well, is Matt Houston preaching? And uh, so Matt somehow made it up to that point. Uh, but my mom, a very special person uh, indeed. So we're going to look into the scripture and talk about reasons that we should love our mothers. And the first thing we see is this. Our moms teach us and guide us. If you want to know a reason that you should love your mom, mothers are our teachers. Mothers are our guides. In Proverbs 6.20, it says this, my child, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. And so we're told here that uh, our moms are there to guide us. Our moms are there to teach us that we need to, if we're going to have the best life that we can, we need to follow the teachings of of our mothers. Now, unfortunately, a lot of children feel like their parents uh, are just uh, weird and uh, don't know much. You know, that's how they are. Well, first of all, it's not that your parents don't know much. It's that you don't know much. And because you don't know much, you think, well, somehow that's how my parents are because they're not fitting in with my view of the world. Uh, Kids need to understand that most of our kids are sophomores. Now, sophomore is actually two Greek words put together. Sophia means wisdom, and more means a fool. A sophomore is someone who thinks they're wise, but they're really a fool. 
And uh, so a lot of our kids think, well, you know, what's wrong with my parents? Well, it's nothing wrong with them. There's something wrong with you uh, that's there. And then we think our parents are weird. Our parents aren't weird. They're just having to put up with you every day. And that's why, why they seem a little bit stranger uh, than you might think that they are. But we're told to not forsake the teaching of our mothers. Anybody here at any age ever before thought, my mom and dad are mean because they wouldn't let me do something I wanted to do? Okay, we've all thought that before, you know. Why are they being so mean to me? That's what I want to do. Well, your mom and dad aren't sitting around trying to figure out how to make your life miserable, okay? That's not what they're doing. I wonder what I could do to really irritate them today. No, what they're doing is they're trying to figure out the best way uh, for you to live. They want the best for you. They love you. And because of that, sometimes they make restrictions uh, that, that you don't want or that you don't like because they see the world in a little bit better place, but they're just trying to show how much they love you. They're not trying to oppress you or hold you down. Mark Twain once said this about his father. When I was 14, I couldn't believe how ignorant my father was. By the time I turned 21, I was amazed at how smart he'd gotten in seven years. And, uh, you know, but you just see the world a little bit differently. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Start children off in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. So our parents are trying to teach us the best way. They're trying to move us forward. They're trying to help us every way that they can. Now, I know you're going to find this very hard to believe, uh, but when I was in the first grade, I was considered a slow learner. Thank you. Thank you. I know you all are amazed by, by that, as you see there. And so they said, you know, he's a little behind in reading, he's a little behind in writing and everything. And they said, he's not keeping up with the class in reading. So my mom did something I will never forget. She went down to the Shively Public Library. Anybody been to the Shively Public Library? Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we'll have a counseling center. I'll get you all to that later on. Uh, but but uh, the, the Shively Public Library, and, and uh, that was back in the days of Daniel Boone on TV. Remember that, Fess Parker? Daniel Boone was a man. Yes, sir? Thank you, thank you, thank you. All the old people knew that one. Uh, and she got me these books called Dan Frontier Books. I've uh, got, got a picture of a Dan Frontier, some of the books right there. And I would read the Dan Frontier books to my mom, and they were so exciting. And she'd always stop at like a really good part. Like a, and, and Dan Frontier, the, the bad guys had come in and drawn their guns. And she goes, well, we'll stop there for the night. And I go, oh, no, 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 let's not stop. You know, I want to keep reading. And she'd go, well, if you want to, we can go on. And so we would keep reading and everything. My mom did that to me day after day, hour after hour, until today I just love books. And I just, just can't get enough of, of reading books. But your mothers are there to guide, to teach. That's one reason that we should love our moms. A second reason we should love our moms is that our moms are there to comfort and protect us. Our moms are there to comfort and to protect us. Isaiah 66, verse 13 says, As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you, and you will be comforted, O Jerusalem. Now, this is what's interesting. This is Isaiah speaking uh, a word from God. And when God tries to describe what his comfort is like, he uses the illustration of a mom comforting her child. Now, think about that for a second. God's trying to find the best illustration he can find to show you how much he loves and is going to comfort you. And the illustration that comes to God's mind is a mom comforting their child. 
Anybody here ever had their mom comfort them when you were hurt or scraped a knee or sick or put up? Yeah, yeah. Our moms are there. They comfort us. They take care of us. Uh, they, they love us. I remember a few years ago when, uh, you know, we were long into adulthood, my sister went uh, on a mission trip with a group from our church uh, down in Mississippi, and she broke her arm. And uh, she called and she said, I'm in the hospital. They're going to do surgery. Can you come pick me up? Because the rest of the group's going to have to come back. And I said, yeah, I'll come pick you up. No problem. And so I called my mom and dad and I said, hey, you know, uh, Karina's broken her arm, but I'm going to drive down. I'm going to pick her up. And my mom said, what? And she goes, yeah. I said, you know, it's it's real quick. I'm just going to go get her, bring her right back. And my mom said, well, I'm going. And I said, Mom, you don't need to go. I'm just going to drive down to Mississippi. She goes, if my daughter has broken her arm, I'm going to go. And then I hear my dad, well, I'm going. And I said, <laughs> okay, whatever. So I go pick up my mom and dad, and my, my older sister, Sarita's there. And I go, what are you doing here? And she goes, well, I'm going too if she's broken her arm. And I said, whatever. And then we, we get to the hospital, and we walk in, and my sister's son, Damon, is there. He was on the mission trip. And we walk in, and he said, we called for you to come get us, not to bring everybody in the entire family. But why were they doing that? Because a parent wants to comfort their child. A parent wants to be there when their child is hurting. And all of us have had times our parents have comforted us. Matthew twenty three thirty seven says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who have been sent to you, how often I have longed to gather you together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. So God's talking about the fact that he wanted to comfort us so many times, just as a mother hen comforts and protects her chicks. Now, probably most of you have heard the, the, the phrase, uh, a mama bear with her cubs. You know, that nothing gets a, a mom's ire up a little more uh, than, than uh, uh, somebody messing with her kids. Our moms protect us. Our moms are always looking out for us. I got a picture here of a mama bear protecting her cub right there. Uh, male bears will actually eat baby bears. And uh, mom bears get a little irritated uh, when male bears come around, as you can see uh, in this picture right there. You probably have all had mama bear show up here. If you're a mom, has mama bear ever come out in you before? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Mama bear comes out every once in a while, doesn't it? You're just there. You're going to protect your kid. You're going to take care of them no matter what. I remember one time uh, we were going out west to see some family in California, and we stopped at the Grand Canyon. And my mom and dad got out. We were getting out. And it's still the same today, but I can imagine being even worse back then. They walked up, and there's nothing. You know, there's no rail. There's nothing. There's just you know, you know, three miles of canyon for you to fall off and get killed in. And so my mom walks up and we can walk in and she goes, no, no. And she takes us back and she puts us in the car. We drove all the way to the Grand Canyon and none of the kids got to see it. <laughs> Just my mom and dad got to see it because my mom was so protective of us maybe falling off into the canyon, we couldn't even get out of the car. So two reasons we should love our mom. Our moms are there to uh, guide and teach us. They're there to comfort and protect us. A third reason that we should love our moms is that our moms always love us. Our moms always love us. And again, we talked earlier about when God was finding an illustration of what real comfort was like, he used a mom and their child. Well, here's another time that God is looking for an illustration about how much we are loved by him. And the illustration God gives is you're loved as much as a mother loves uh, her children. It's over in Isaiah 49, verse 15. 
Isaiah 49, verse 15. It says, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. And so the illustration that God gives is, man, can a mother ever forget her child? Will a mother ever stop loving her child? It's, it's the one thing we think is impossible. A mom is never going to stop loving her child. But even if it was possible, I will never stop loving you, God says. So that shows us how much uh, a mother's love is. You know, your mother uh, more times than not loved you before you were ever born. They carried you for nine months, and before you ever came out and entered into this bright, bubbly world, your mom knew you, your mom loved you, uh, you were a part of her, and that is something uh, that is never going to change. And that's, a, that's an amazing thing. There's probably people in this room who have failed and messed up over and over again, and your mom loved you and forgave you. You may have irritated her, you may have hurt her, uh, but the love kept going on. No matter what, your mom was always going to be there and always love you. Ed Young Jr. is pastor of a mega church in Dallas, Texas called Fellowship. His dad's pastor of Second Baptist Houston, uh, one of the largest churches in the world. And he said he remembered when he was in high school, his dad asked him to have a prayer one time in worship service. And he said, sure, I'll be glad to. So he said he wore his best suit. He wrote out this great prayer. He said he stood up, he got up there, he looked out, and there's 10,000 people staring at him. And he goes, um, um, and then he just totally butchered the prayer. He tried to not look down at his notes. Uh, He started fumbling words. He looked down at his notes, read something that he just said before, got more flustered, and finally just said, amen. And then he was so upset, he went and sat down on the first row. Because the first row in Baptist churches, nobody will sit there for any reason, (laughs) except Adam Simon. He's... He's rocking the shorts, and so he knows he can do it this morning. And so he's there. But nobody sits on the first row. So he said he went and sat on the first row, and he just put his head in his hands. He said about 30 seconds later, he felt an arm go around his shoulder, and he looked up, and it was his mom. And he thought, oh, my goodness, I'm so humiliated. Now my mom's sitting with me on the front row where everybody can see it. And his mom whispers in his ear, it was the best prayer I've ever heard in my life, and I'm so proud of you. And then she kissed him on the cheek. Now, he said, I knew that wasn't true, by the way, but I also knew something else. No matter what kind of prayer I was going to pray, my mom was going to love me. And so we look at those things and we say, hey, that's neat. That's how moms feel about us. And that brings us to the last thing that we see in our scripture passage. Because of what we've just talked about, our mothers are our teacher and God. Our mothers comfort and protect us. Our mothers are always going to love us. The last thing that we see is this. Therefore, Our moms are worthy of honor. Our moms are worthy of honor. In the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, it says, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Now look at that for a second. There are how many commandments there? Ten. Thank you. Who said that? You get get a, a gold star afterwards. Somebody find him a gold star out there. All right. Ten commandments. There is only one of the Ten Commandments that contains a phrase at the end of it that says, what will happen if you do this command? Okay? Only one out of the ten. And it's this command. Honor your father and mother, and then it tells you why you should honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So basically what it's saying here is that 
the, the whole bedrock, the whole foundation of society is built on the family. That the way God has put the world together, the family is the centerpiece of everything that he's doing. And if, that, if, the, if your society is going to be strong, and if your society is going to be good, it's going to have to be built on a strong family. And a part of that is the honoring of your parents. And so we're told that we should honor our mother and our father. But there's several problems with that. One problem that often comes up is, okay, Chip, you preached a nice little sermon here today. You told a few funny stories, showed some silly pictures, all of that kind of stuff. But I didn't connect with any of it for this reason. I didn't have a mother that was there. My mother was either absent or my mother was abusive or my mother never really loved me. And so this doesn't connect with me at all. So how can I honor my father and mother if I grew up in a home where I never received any of that myself? What does it mean then to honor your father and mother? How can you honor your father and mother in that kind of situation? Well, the first thing I would say is this. If you are in an abusive situation of any kind, the first thing you need to do is get out of the situation. You don't need to willingly allow yourself to be abused. And if one of the places you're being abused is with your parents, then maybe the best way you can honor them is by being separate at this particular time. But you don't just allow yourself or your children or your family to continue to be abused. But there's a certain way you can honor your parents, even if your parents were not honorable. One way to do that is to forgive them. To forgive them even when they don't deserve it no matter how hard they've been, to say, God, you forgave me when I didn't deserve it. You loved me when I was unlovable. And, Father, I'm going to forgive uh, my mother, my father, for what they may have done to me. And when you do that, uh, it changes the whole world around you. Forgiveness is the key to everything. A second thing you can do is you can attempt reconciliation based on truth. You don't just gloss things over and say, oh, it was all fine, uh, but you attempt a reconciliation. Now, that might not be given back. Uh, And if not, you've done all that you can do in that situation. You've forgiven, you've attempted a reconciliation, and that's maybe the best that you can do. A third thing that you can do is you can treat with respect. You may never have that that, uh, emotional, uh, you know, sappy, syrupy kind of love uh, that we talk about, but you can treat your, uh, your, your mother and your father with respect uh, for who they are, even if they have not shown themselves worthy of respect. So you can still honor your parents, even if your parents were unhonorable. There's a second part that falls into that. We talk about all this that have to do with Mother's Day, and for a lot of us, uh, our mothers have passed on. And Mother's Day is a very hard day for us. It's a time that, that we often have that grief pour back in. And what I would say to that is there comes a time where instead of you thinking of someone and there being grief, you need to move to the point of thinking of them and feeling appreciative, of of being glad that they were in your life, uh, of of rejoicing for what they have done for you. And yes, it'll always be bittersweet, uh, but to have the smile and the story and remember the good times and the love uh, that is always there. So we're told that our moms are worthy of honor. So this time I want to do a couple of things. First of all, uh, I want to have a prayer for everyone here uh, whose mothers have uh, uh, passed away and gone on because this can be a very bittersweet time. So if you're here today and your mom is no longer with us, uh, if she has passed on, if you would just stand for a second and we're going to have uh, a prayer for you. Dear Lord, we look around this room.
And there are so many people that are standing now. And for a lot of them, just thinking of mom is a bittersweet thing. Yes, there's love and there's joy and there's good times, but there's still the hurt of the separation. And that's always going to be there. But Father, we thank you for the mothers that we had. We thank you for the way they loved us and guided us and protected us and were always with us and cared for us. We thank you for all of the many little things they meant in our life. And we stand here today paying them honor for who they were to us and for who we are because of them. And we thank you for them and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. And that brings us to the last thing that we want to do. Around this room, there are a lot of people who are mothers themselves. And what we've been seeing in our scripture passage is that you are worthy of our honor. And we want to pay you that honor at this time. So if you are a mom, if you would stand and remain standing uh, for, for a few moments here. Look around the room. These are people that have comforted and guided and loved and cared for us uh, throughout their lives. And that will never end. No matter how old you may get as a child, you are always going to be your mother's baby. Uh, I remember when I was 50 years old, my mom still called me baby boy. Now, there's my baby boy uh, as she came in. And so uh, these are the people that will always love and care for you. And I want to show uh, true honor to them. First of all, I want to recognize them, and then we're going to have a special prayer for our mother. So let's thank everyone standing in this room at this time. As strange as it may seem to some of you that are standing there, the word of God says that you should be honored and that our land will only be strong when you are honored. Let's have a special prayer for the mothers who are standing here today. Dear Lord, I thank you for each lady that is standing here right now. Father, they have given time and energy and love and sweat. They've stayed up long hours. They They have loved and guided and comforted and protected. And we thank you for each and every lady standing here. Our prayers as they go on through life, dear Lord, uh, that you would help them in the different stages to be the best mothers that they can be. This is not an easy task. And uh, we just pray that at every stage of their child's life, you would give them wisdom, you would give them direction, and you would help them to be the kind of mom that they should be. We thank you for each lady here. We praise you for them. We honor them this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all very, very much. There's one other group of people, and we'll end with this, that sometimes we forget. And that is, as our parents begin to get older, and there's a strange dynamic that takes place. And the dynamic is that the children become the parents. And that's a very hard thing. So what do you do if your parents are aging, if your parents are no longer able to take care of themselves? The best way that you can ever show love is to be involved, is to be there, is to care. And as that strange dynamic begins to switch and you become the caregiver instead of the one being cared for, you show them the love that they have shown you their entire life. And so thank you, moms. We praise you and we honor you for who you are today. Let's have a prayer. Father, thank you that you have built this world upon the family. And when we don't take the family seriously and when we don't take 
uh, our family seriously, that's when we begin to have problems. I thank you for all the moms that are here, Father. Help us to encourage, to love, to support, and to honor them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we come to this time of invitation where you're being asked to respond to what God says to you. And there's several things you can do during this time. One of the things I would say is right where you're, you're uh, sitting this morning, you don't have to come down or do anything. Just ask yourself, what's the best way I can show honor for my parents this morning, my mom? If your mom is not with us, it might just be uh, remembering and thanking God and praising her uh, and saying, Lord, thank you that she was in my life and just having that time of remembering your mom this morning. Um, maybe it's uh, giving a phone call if they're out of town, taking them out to dinner, uh, just spending time with them. But whatever you can do, uh, think about it this time and just make that commitment. This is a way I'm going to show honor to my mom this morning. A second thing you can do during this time, all of us have problems and troubles that hit us. You can come and pray at this altar. We'd have uh, people that would love to pray with you as well. You can come and say, I want to join this church and be a part of what this church is doing. And the most important thing is to come down and say, I want Jesus Christ in my life. You follow him as Lord and Savior, and you get baptized. And this is uh, something that, that will change everything about you and about your life. But this is your time and your opportunity as we stand together and we sing. enjoyed today's lesson and that it spoke to you. If you have prayer needs or want more information about us, we invite you to stop by our website, mywrbc.org, and click on contact. Please use the word podcast in the subject line. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Keyword, mywrbc. At Westport Road Baptist Church, we love God and love people. Please join us for Sunday morning service at either 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. We also have Sunday school for all ages during both service times. Thanks again for listening and join us next week for another message from God's Word.